Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is going on, people? It is another episode of Unfiltered. This one officially go down as episode number 243. You can jump on board the Unfiltered Revolution 24-7, 365. It's easy. Apple, Spotify, everywhere you get your podcasts. Artists formerly known as Twitter, X if you will. Get at Casey Stern, jump up into the bio. And after you follow, get over to the YouTube channel, like and subscribe and comment on all the 242 into 243 now episodes deep of Unfiltered as you can be a part of what we are doing here. Thanks to the Unfiltered Band for always being a part of things. And thank you for being where you are as we just shortly kind of recap and give you my thoughts on the Hall of Fame where you don't want to when the announcement comes out like this take away from the excitement for the players who got in because the three who get in along with obviously Jimmy Leland, who will be part of this class in Adrian Beltre and Joe Maurer and Todd Helton, all are absolutely no brainer hall of famers for me. Helton should have been in a while ago. You can't tell the story of the Rockies without him and people can talk about the stadium all they want. They clearly don't have a clue of just how great this player was. And by the way, little bit of everything with Todd Helton in terms of the type of player that he was. Also very good defensively. Go look at all the numbers across the board, what he did away from the field that everybody is so afraid of talking about with Coors. And this guy was a Hall of Famer a long time ago. Joe Maurer, hello. About three of the seven batting titles ever for a catcher. You talk about what he did and the dominance in which he showed. And, you know, if it wasn't enough years for you, remember and be reminded of the catching position and just how special it makes the nature of what he was doing offensively. And then Adrian Beltre, hello, reason he got 95 plus in terms of the percentage of the votes, uh, Hall of Fame reverence. And I, I, I often reference this covering the game 20 plus years. Only two guys I've ever seen who kind of stood in a different class by themselves in terms of how they were revered by teammates being in clubhouses all the time. And that's David Ortiz when I was covering the Red Sox. And that's being around those Ranger teams those years with Adrian Beltre and how players looked at him. Just a different way in terms of the level of respect from peers and from teammates. And forget about all that he did and remember how he did it. A lot of people at one point thinking, well, Adrian Beltre, a guy who was going to get the big contract and wasn't going to live up, has the year in Boston, ends up in Texas. That's all she wrote when you look at what he did in his 30s to, to become really as small a class in terms of performance offensively as we've had at third base in this sport. And then defensively, just, I mean, uh, forget it, a wizard. He only won, what, five gold gloves, but he could have won more than that, including a couple of platinums, I believe, as well. This isn't about the three not belonging in, because you got to give them the credit and give them the love because they belong in the hall. But I am going to spend some time talking about what didn't necessarily go right, because I know some fans are heated and they deserve to be. We... Always, deservedly so, give love to Bet Online. They're your number one source for your sports betting needs. And they present this program here for you as we put it together. They have the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, basketball, boxing, golf, whatever you got. They got it there. They continue to be the fastest and easiest way to get all your wagers. Live betting, favorite casino, and card games, they're all available right now, right from your phone. So get over the website or use your mobile device and sign up today and get on all this action. Remember, use the promo code BELIEVE. It's B-L-E-A-V. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It is bet online where the game starts as we get started here. There is a reason why I have talked about, and if you go back, if you haven't seen it, go scroll down. If you're an Apple Spotify podcast, go scroll back in podcast. 
Rice literally did one on a ballot that was put out there by a guy I've never heard of or met, uh, Brock's uncle, Mark Purdy, who had a ballot where he had Todd Helton on there last year, decided to take Helton off and put Veskel on. He actually had Billy Wagner, by the way. But it was a ballot that made no sense. With no explanation, taking guys off and adding them on freely. We've got ballots that are out there with just A-Rod and Manny. We've got ballots that are out there that are blank. And we've got a lot of people who are anonymous, who are not given the Ryan Thibodeaux and everybody else on Twitter with the trackers and what not. They're putting their name and sticking it next to it. Most of the voters handle this correctly. Most of the voters handle this honor as an honor. Most of the voters understand they get to do something that even the, the present Hall of Famers can't do. They don't get a vote for who, when, what peers join them. They get to vote for the most exclusive class in all of sports, and that's what this is. The top umpteenth, that one percentile, who have ever been able to step on a baseball field at the major league level, and think about what small percentage that is, of the amount of people who play college ball, minor leagues, high school ball, who dream as being kids in Little League, like all of us did, of playing in the major leagues. And then took, they take those percentages down and think about just how zero 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 one this thing really is for those of you who still think it's some hall of very good, which it is not. They take that honor seriously and they handle that honor with the class in which you should. Now, it does not mean that you need to agree with everything that everyone says. It is okay if somebody who's voting thinks that somebody's a Hall of Famer, the next vote and the next ballot, the guy doesn't. The only thing I ever ask for is that the people who get a vote for the Hall of Fame take that honor seriously and do their due diligence and do whatever they need to in terms of their studying and their background info and their digging each and every year with that ballot to say, hey, look, I've done my best to say that in terms of the way I see the game of baseball, whoever voter I am, that I have put in on that ballot who I believe surely goes in the Hall of Fame. Not who, who was nice to me in a clubhouse. Not who I'm punishing in a first ballot because I don't think they belong there. Not who I don't want to vote more than five guys because I had somebody tell me years ago they didn't want the ceremony to be too long for crying out loud. Not because they they want to you know, throw away a vote to somebody who doesn't deserve it. Now, look. I love seeing it and happy to call him a friend for a long time. Uh, you know, guys like Matt Holiday get votes. But if you don't think somebody belongs in the Hall of Fame, you shouldn't even throw those votes out either. It should be yes or no. Do you think that person is a Hall of Famer? And that should be the only question we're asking. We shouldn't even ask people to narrow it down to 10. How many years do you think there are really going to be 13, 14 guys if you actually let them vote for whoever they think belongs in? Would Billy Wagner have gotten five more votes? I don't know. But I do know this. If we didn't have guys that were jackasses, like some of the guys who were handling some of these ballots that have been put out there, who clearly aren't taking this seriously, clearly don't have the credibility and aren't handling it with the nature they should, then maybe Billy Wagner, who deserves in the Hall of Fame for crying out loud, would have been in the Hall of Fame already because he missed out by only five votes. Now, do I think Billy Wagner is going to get in next year after getting 73.8%? I do. Everyone who's ever gotten over 70% who's had that additional year has gotten in. So I think he's going to get in. But I don't know for sure. Do you? We see people losing votes all the time. None of this makes sense. Yes, <clears throat> I understand. Only Ichiro is shoe in next year. So that he'll get some votes. But after that, you're probably getting, if you had to guess, you could probably guesstimate 
Billy Wagner and Carlos Beltran, who I think will get a big bump next year after his own punishment that he's been getting, I think will get into the Hall of Fame. How's Andrew Jones at a Hall of Famer? Somebody want to explain that to me? Every center fielder I've ever talked to has played with or against Andrew Jones. Some of the great defensive center fielders of all time who played in his era have all said, and this is not easy for players to do, for those of you who have covered sports, right? They all think that, and it's part of what makes them great. But you've got to have that ego. You've got to have that confidence. You've got to skate that line of confidence and arrogance. And every center fielder telling me, and they're telling everybody else, go ask them. Go tweet your favorite center fielders and ask them, who's the best defensive center fielder you ever saw? They're all going to tell you it's Andrew Jones. Hey, he got over 400 home runs. We're upset because what? He hit 200 and didn't hit very well towards the end of his career? This is really what we're worried about? We don't think Andrew Jones was good enough? 10 straight gold gloves at a position like center field where defense is of upward importance, now understanding statistically defensive run saves and all the things that we're looking at? We don't think Andrew Jones is a Hall of Famer? Are we nuts? Andrew Jones, a Hall of Famer. Billy Wagner, a Hall of Famer. Carlos Beltran will be and should be a Hall of Famer. But Gary Sheffield is a Hall of Famer, too. And I hope the Veteran Committee will put him in. I don't understand what the hell happened. I, I really can't. You know, people are like, well, his defense isn't good. Really? You know how many people with defense aren't good enough? You know how many other sports? You got some people who only play offense and get into Hall of Fame in some sports. You got others like hockey where nobody was ever, and I, I said, asking Mario Lemieux or Wayne Gretzky to back check. Like, he didn't play good defense. The guy, the most strikeouts he had was 82 in one year for a guy with 500 home runs. Try and think of a power combo of somebody who swung with that kind of volatility and that aggressive and was that feared. We talk about exit velocity and all the things we discussed now who made that much contact and didn't strike out, who understood the strike zone to that level, who was that feared an MVP candidate after MVP candidate after MVP candidate. And for how many different franchises? Instead of looking at, oh, well, he played for multiple teams. How many different teams did he walk on? And all of a sudden, hitting in the middle of the lineup, 3-4, go ask, go ask any third baseman, third base coach, whether they think Gary Sheffield belongs in the Hall of Fame. With the violence of that swing. And the amount of numbers that this dude put up. In an era now where all we want is for guys to get on base and make contact. And here was a guy who did that and hit over 500 home runs. Are we crazy? Gary Sheffield should be a Hall of Famer, and it's not because he's a friend that I worked with him for as many years as I did sitting next to him, where obviously it helps that I happen to be able to tell you that he's as cerebral a baseball guy as I've ever met in my life. Now, if he's misunderstood or what the deal is or media wanted to punish him for who knows what, but, you know, the idea that people want to sit there and, you know, do anything except ask, is that player a Hall of Famer or is he not? It is ridiculous to me. How is Andrew Jones, how is Gary Sheffield, how is Billy Wagner failing your eye test or failing your, 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 your digging test in your numbers of where these guys stood? But those kind of things are okay to agree and disagree with. You can opine because that is okay. That's why 75% is okay. I'm not asking it to be 100. I don't need everybody to agree. It's okay to be three out of four, and that could get you in. What's not okay is when a guy like Billy Mag Wagner misses on five votes because of guys who are sitting there and clearly trying to get hits on their blog and putting out this stupidity and others who are too afraid to admit who the hell they voted for and aren't handling it right anyway. Blank ballots. Really? You didn't think anybody belonged? And we get this garbage every year. 
it bothers me. Forget about it as a member of the media or as a fan. I can't even imagine being a player dealing with watching this garbage go across the timeline and seeing the way some of these votes are handled. And I know some of the players worked with and covered some of them who were on this ballot. It's ridiculous. The only thing that should matter is are you a Hall of Famer or are you not? And the only people who should vote should be able to handle that this is such an honor that you must at least do all of your due diligence and that you should earn that, not just with time that you wrote for who know what or some tenure. It should be that they're going to only have 308 people on God's green oath vote for the greatest class, most exclusive class in all of sports in the Hall of Fame. These should be the most reputable 398 people who get to vote. Does anybody, when they look at some of these names, even know who some of these people even the hell are? Just drives me nuts. And it's not to take away. You could go back. I, I did one last week looking at the ballot. And I went deep into Adrian Beltre and Joe Maurer and Todd Helton. And, and I have all the love in the world for those guys. And Todd Helton, I thought, was a Hall of Famer since day one. I, I, I can't believe it took so long for people to realize just how their own biases from being outside of Colorado were getting in their own heads. And thankfully, that's gone. But I saved that for another day. This I look at and I say, yes, congratulations to those guys. But how's Billy Wagner five votes off and why? Are we paying attention to the why? Gary Sheffield should be a Hall of Famer. And again, somebody, someone explain Andrew Jones to me. Somebody. I know we're supposed to look at defense in center field. Now, look, I understand why Omar Vizquel's votes have gone down. I'm not saying they shouldn't have or should have. I'm not getting into it for all the off-the-field stuff or whatnot. But at the end of the day, right, there are, and he might have had a better chance, there are guys like him who played shortstop position and catcher and played defensive-minded positions who weren't offensive-minded players. Andrew Jones got 400-plus homers. He's got postseason moments and homers. And, oh, by the way, was the best that has ever roamed center field defensively, and certainly, if you don't want to say ever, certainly the best to ever do it in the last 30 years. I can't figure it out. And I'm not a Braves fan. I live in Atlanta now. I mean, he was killing my favorite team over and over again. Maybe that's why so biasedly, I guess, I know the guy's a Hall of Famer. Why don't you? Unfiltered is always presented by our good friends at Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.